Welcome in, welcome in, welcome friends to the newest edition of 3 In, 3 Out. Seahawks, what if? The most unique Seahawks podcast in the multiverse. I am, of course, your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me out on Twitter, at Clinton Bond. And I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. And find him out on Twitter, at SeahawkersPod. And the whole thing, of course, not possible. We can't get through the Doctor Strange multiverse without the protector, the protector of the Seahawks multiverse himself, Mr. Phil Leidick. Mr. Phil, last time we, we visited the offensive side of the coin, getting ready for the preseason, getting ready for the season season, and, and just storming into it. This week, I believe we're going to go to the other side of the coin. And no, I don't mean special teams, maybe a smidgen of that, but of course the defensive side of the ball, defensive checkup. And before we do that, Brandon, you're coming in hot from Minnesota, bare naked ladies and other shows. How was, how was your, how was your own traversing? You know, what, what, what is that? Like maybe I'm going to guess what is that? 800 miles East, a thousand miles East. How far East you going? I I just know that it's about a good 19 hour, 20 hour drive. So uh, you have to cross I, the whole Dakotas and everything else. Yeah, there, right? I flew. Montana though. is kind of big. Too yeah, kind of big. It's uh, yeah. it's about the same distance as going to L.A. for Montana, which strangely enough. But uh, yeah, I, I saw a trifecta of late 90s powerhouses with bare naked ladies, gin blossoms and toe the wet sprocket. Oh, right there in your uh, high school graduation realm right yeah your years of high school <laughs> stars yeah who was the best who held it together the uh the most at the at the the age of mid 40s or late early 50s that oh, they gosh. are now um i've i've always been a bare naked ladies fan above all which they were the headliners for so jim blossoms was fine unfortunately toad which was, is my second favorite of the group their guitarist had covid and so they had a backup dude and we we just showed up expecting the Jim Blossoms to be first. And we caught like the last three of a seven set song list for Toad. So, um, but three good songs. Somehow yeah, better sure. than Ezra wasn't there. It really seems surprising <laughs> after you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. That, that, that all brings me so much back to, I don't know about your house growing up. And I just obviously, I, I met you guys later in life, but in high school. So like ages 16, 17, really 17, 18. My heart, my house was a little bit of the party house. Like it was like the, you know, that was the, the 1990s. Like, yeah, it's okay. Kids do this here. And like hand in your keys type place, you know, like before lawsuits and, and the litigiousness of, uh, of society. Um, so it was all the time constant, like the, the, the CDs in rotation are like Bush, right. Mm -hmm. Better than Ezra. Um, definitely, uh, also like, you know, the, the best of Steve Miller, right. So the Steve Miller band, best of. So that's, that's what I was thinking right in there with Bush better than Ezra. Totally. <laughs> it just fits right just in. It kind of does. It just kind of does. Like you just, just jamming out to the class of 96, man. Just, uh, just kind of jamming out to that. Cause, cause you know, just all, all the good vibes, but it's, uh, you know, how about some live that, that was of course spinning as well. So man, the 90s had some beastie boys. Oh, Google dolls, I guess we got to throw them out there too. Yeah, the Google dolls a little bit, but I was, I was a Jim Blossoms guy. I liked Jim Blossoms quite a bit and, uh, they, they were a lot of fun, but better than Ezra, man. They, they, they had a couple, like the two to three songs that really, really hit and kind of fit the fit the era. I kind of feel like when I think about when I hear like good and when I hear, uh, Oh, what's the other really cool one? The, uh, running through the wet grass song that they have, which is awesome. When those I songs, remember yeah, running yeah, yeah. Yep. there it is. When those tunes come on, I'm like, I'm just like sucked back Eagle into like cherry. Oh, sure. We're going sure. to go deep. 
a little safe tonight. Why not? Right. So I think we should save this podcast right, and bring it bring it back to on the rails a bit. This and is not Mr. the late 90s music podcast. It, you know, it's not, but it is the off season for, you know, it is the off season. So we're, we're allowed, we're allowed to, to go off and, and, and create the tangent in, inside the multiverse, but we will bring it back to the proper timeline. And for that, Mr. Phil, I'll hand that back to you. Cause really that's your job, man. Well, thank you for once. It just stood out to me this time where you say it's the most unique and this is the only podcast I'm on. So I must be very unique and I can't decide Clinton, if unique is a good thing or a bad, it's one of those words that just, you can throw it out there and, and, and put a smile on it. And meanwhile, be thinking something else, or it could be thinking something else, but I, I'm going to take unique. I'm going to take unique as a compliment for this podcast. And it is three in three out. It's been about three weeks out since we've had our last one for this, um, for the what if podcast. And most people remember uh, earlier this month, we took a look at the offense. We took them to the doctor. And I wanted to get a checkup from a couple of my favorite doctors. Dr. Brandon insisted on me calling him something that made me feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I uh, tried to put that out of my mind, whatever that was. And somehow, Dr. Clint Medicine Woman um, didn't bother me quite as much. And I really didn't even know how that's possible. <laughs> and yet, I was able to do that. I, I was all set to come on here. And I thought Brandon wanted to be... Uh, the little Nick, girl doctor Nick, uh, that was yeah, going to take Mike care Stephens. of the animals. Doc McStuffins, and then it didn't happen, and it was something else. It was just, it was a little bit uh, something I hadn't heard of. Okay, we don't, we don't have to go back there. We don't okay, have to. We're not going to go back. Okay, thank you, because now I feel better. Okay, well, now it's time. We're going to rush off the defense, but the defense, um, I'm not taking them to the doctor. This position group uh, has their own appointment I want to run them to. Instead of where they would turn their head and cough like the offense, they are going to need to say, ah, uh, right? Because we're going to rush him to the dentist. And before we do so, um, I would have—I was going to ask if you guys had any interesting dentist stories, but we ended up starting off with some other stories. And so that was just fine. And I don't know if anybody wants to hear about my fake teeth and all. So we'll just leave that. Uh, light fixtures falling, shattering, thinking I my mouth was, you know, but we don't want to hear about any of that stuff. Dentist stories usually aren't very good, but you also have just regular checkups. And that's what uh, more I'm interested in. Um, your dentist and your uh, uh, really the hygienist might grade your your gums and your teeth and zero is like I mean you are doing great care you're in top shape I've had I, I've walked in and the dentist uh, I'm meeting a new dentist or somebody they're like well you've got great teeth they look really good and I'm like uh you haven't really looked at them quite yet and then they get in there and there's you know fake teeth there's filling all kinds of stuff going on she goes okay you were right I, I needed a little more checking. Then they run that thing and I've had good visits and visits where I've realized I need to do a little bit better, but you want to hear zero, one, one, zero, two, sometimes zero, one, one, four is like, this is really bad. This is really bad. So we're going to kind of go through, uh, my new favorite dentist, uh, Dr. Clint, Dr. Brandon, and find out how our position groups on defense are doing. Um, which position groups have some cavities? Maybe they're in great shape, a bit of decay. And for the sake of uniformity, you know, we'll get the chompers on a zero to four grade when we get there. And so Brandon's first this time, episode 23, by my count. Brandon's first. We're going to start right with the D line. And uh, in th- this new season, we're most familiar that we're moving to a 3-4. And so you're going to kind of figure out who you would find on that uh, D line. we got some ideas there. You're talking about the middle three guys. And uh, how would you say, Dr. Brandon, 
our defensive line is looking at this point headed into the season. I'm interested in the fact that I get to go first, and I don't think I've ever had a dentist grade me zero to four. So, um, are you serious? I I don't the hygienist think where so. they do the little measurements. Oh, you have, haven't you, Clinton? I think that what is that with your gum line? Yeah, and yeah. then there someone sitting them in there, mark doing little markings, and then the other person's doing the little measurements. They check the. Uh, they, they kind of check how they're going. So but you I'll, pay I'll way more attention way. to this, but I, I, I think well, I get it. I, I think I yeah, get the zero theme. is great. Four is really bad. We want so zeros. We don't want fours. <clears throat> yeah. Some work needs to be done. Some maintenance, maybe some corrections need to be done. Um, if it's threes and fours, zero is like, you are doing awesome. John's got us all set up. Starting with the defensive line. We have guys like Shelby Harris coming over from the Broncos, who I'm yeah. I'm excited to see in a Seahawks uniform. We got Puna Ford coming back, Puna. and uh, Brian Monet, who just recently resigned with the team for yes. a long term extension. So, you know, my my only issue with the interior of the defensive line is you do not have an inside pass rusher that you can count on routinely. You know, Puna's never been that guy. Shelby Harris, I, he, he can be, he can give you some interior pressure, even when, gosh, you know, you have to go back to, who do you have to go back to? Well, was it T-Mac, uh, Bert, Rocky Bernard. No, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Rocky Bernard could bring it though. He could bring uh, Me Bane wasn't really a big, uh, a big uh, pass rusher. He kind of yeah, held the- up. I mean, Cortez, even, even Cortez was, I mean, he was just dominant in the middle, but, um, T-Mac was pretty all right on the big, on the Legion of Boom area. Sure. For the, for the Super Bowl team. But this is why it's a very difficult position to, to find. We've had great teams. We've had two, two Super Bowl runs, right? Well, you know, three Super Bowls, but two, two, uh, two separate Super Bowl runs and even going through them. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's difficult to find those dudes who are, you know, like there, there just aren't that many Aaron Donalds in the world. That's just that's just the natural fact of the position, man. But two of our Super Bowl teams did have a six or seven sack interior guy with mm-hmm. Bernard and then T Mac. The yep. the one we lost, I guess you could say, we didn't really have one. And, and so I think when I take into account my grade, I'm thinking of the fact of just how hard it is to find that guy. So I'm going to go with a one here because recognizing that I, I still think there is some room for improvement along yeah. the, along the interior defensive line. But if we were talking about just having a, a solid run stopping interior D line, then it would be a zero. But I, I do want a little bit of pass rush with my run stopping. So I'm going to go with a one for the interior D line. Dr. Clint, what do we got? So I got a couple of things. Number one, uh, you both have fantastic teeth. You know, uh, Phil, I I could care less if they're fake or if those things are are porcelain or made of wood. They look fantastic. So you should be thank you. I appreciate that. Brandon, you don't have to pay attention. You don't have to pay attention at the dentist because your teeth are gorgeous, man. You got zeros (laughs) across the board. They're fantastic teeth. Um, So let's get that out of the way. They look on the inside, and that's what we're talking about. Look a little deeper here. I'm a surface level guy. Let's be honest here. So let's be be super honest. I would also like to be called for the rest of this episode, if I can be, uh, Dr. Teeth, because in life, I really want to be a Muppet. That, that's that's my aspiration. The more I could be a Muppet, the happier I tend to be. So I'll go with Dr. Teeth and, from the Electric Mayhem. And I will also say, in Clint Hurt, we trust. Um, I tried to look at this assignment when you sent over, like, hey, we're going to go through this by position. And I was like, who are the keystone players that I think can throttle this thing to to another level? I'll give my grade first. I think my grade on this unit is a two. 
which is like a solid, really solid two. Pitchy 201. You guys know how, how I feel about thigh arms. I think the Monet contract, Brandon, you broke it down with Adam that it really wasn't all that much guaranteed. And if they want to, if they want to cut bait in year two, year three, they'll be able to do so. There's not that much money laid out for a guy who's who's a you know a solid defensive tackle. We just bought going? control. We all yeah, we did exactly. was give him a little cash and pay, uh, hardly anything more, and bought control for two more years. I think it was and brilliant. It was. I think it's a, a solid move across the board. Puna is Puna now. Can Puna step up and get a little more like that guttural? You know, we call it the crumple zone pass rush. I hope so. Shelby Harris has been consistent with that. Not like eight, nine, ten sacks, but four, five, six. He's been kind of that guy. The keystone for me. I really want to see. I loved him last preseason, and he didn't get a lot of time, but maybe he will this year, is Miles Adams. I think Miles Adams is like that athletic dude who can do the things that's just like more explosive and more kind of trickery, if you will. Just like his his sheer quickness combined with power. He's the dude to me that like could be that wild card to take him towards a one. I'm not going to wax poetic about like he might not play that much. However, I'm hopeful that he has another good preseason and we see Miles Adams in the rotation and the year ends up and it's like, oh crap, he had four and a half sacks and they like, but it's like four and a half sacks you were not expecting, you know, you know so it's like, it's just addition to what, what we might, might get from Harris and Puna, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a solid two, could pitch to a one. This is a good unit, man. I like him a lot. Yeah. And I think Shelby might be able to get us four or five. That'd be pretty sweet. Sure. What's the most he ever had? Do you guys, did you guys know off the top of your head? I don't remember. Know. I'm sure yeah, that's something around seven. I, I like how, oh, though, really? we're counting on Miles Adams uh, rather than, you know, former first round pick LJ Collier. Like, that's. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that says a lot, I think. Nobody said a thing about Collier. <laughs> that's a good I'm, point. And, and speaking of teeth and ridiculous laughing, did you guys ever watch the uh, Balky Bartakamoose, uh, Larry Appleton? Is it Perfect Strangers? You guys ever see that? I have watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. The best episode they had was the dentist chair. If you, I mean, it's ridiculous, but the laughing is, is, and you know, they end up messing with the stuff. The dentist is gone. It's over the top. Ridiculous. And it was a ridiculous show. And then just takes it to another level. Anyway. Okay. Well, speaking of famous dental scenes, do you gentlemen recognize the name Dr. Oren Scrivello? Is that from um, I guess, is that from a uh, little shop of horrors? It is. Yes. All right. <laughs> Pretty good. I thought mine Pretty was from pull. way out there. Okay. Oh yeah. Th- there's probably a few. There's probably a few good ones there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you. right, Doctor Teeth. Doctor Teeth, you're up so, next year, and this one might be a little different. I mean, we, I'm sure we know who the two main ones are. Not really sure on how the backups are going to go, but we're going to have our inside linebackers hop in the chair. And they're going to get their measurements and get a sense of how they are looking heading into the season. So what do you got for us, Dr. Chief? Yeah, this is a cool one. Um, I was on the team of when we cut Bobby, I was more than okay with it. And I realized that that besides the emotional part, I was, I think I was able to kind of look at it like from an outer body type experience, but I got, I understand what they're doing. And I really bought into what Cody Barton brought to the table the last five weeks or so of the season. Um, I think letting the dude go do his natural things, like what he was really good at college and what he, what he showed he can do in the pros, be off the ball, be instinctive, just go fly to the ball and be a good linebacker. I think we're going to be, I think we're going to surprise to the upside with this group. So I'll be, I'll be quick with it and say like, I think we understand that Jordan Brooks has a, 
chance at being special. You know, he's, he's got a chance of being uh, certainly Pro Bowl. He's, he has a chance of being like all pro level. He got a vote last year, right? One more than uh, some quarterback that I won't mention, whoever got. Um, and then I think Cody Barton could be a really fine compliment. So I just think in general, the piece that is going to ding it down is that I don't know what the depth looks like at all. I just the, don't The fact think- that you have named two linebackers and coming up with a third is going to be pretty tough. Right. Uh, I think speaks to the depth of the linebackers on the interior. Well, it's like, you know, it's like Donker from Germany, right? It's, it, there's not, there's not that many. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. BB, sure. Great. John Radigan. Off, right. Radigan coming off a, a terrible late, late year in, injury. BBK coming off a, a early season injury. And he's, he's not quite ready yet from what it looks like. So sure. Tanner Muse. Yeah. A sure. Thought. That, and, and again, like that's the point, right? It's like, the, those dudes are there. Most of them are not healthy and we'll see. So it's a big, big question mark. So I'm going to go, I'll, I'll give it, it's a two because the two starter, I believe in the two starters. Uh, this is the one that could slide to a three really simply though. So I'm going to go with a nice level two here though. I, I was leaning two for me as well, just based off of the strength of Jordan Brooks and the season that he had last year. I, I'm not completely sold on Cody Barton, so it, it does kind of have me leaning three. I'm, I'm going to go with a two here for now. Gingivitis is nearing. Cavity is maybe the problem. <laughs> One injury away One from cavity needing a away crown. from disaster. They are they they they're thin. They are thin there, right? And not to say you can't supplant that or or find some dudes. It does happen. I mean, hey, at the at Nick Belore. I mean, I'm not joking. Like Nick Bellore stepped in and played linebacker. And it's like, again, like, okay, an instinctive dude. Obviously he played that in his previous, you know, world before coming over, but like, he was actually pretty good at it. And I was like, holy crap, he, <laughs> he can still play linebacker if need be. Also, I, I feel like interior linebacker is not that pressing of uh, a need on defense. Like if you're going to be thin somewhere, I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. Okay. So what if we had... Dr. Brandon, what if we have the outside linebackers, which in with the three, four is a lot more of our uh, pass rush edge type guys, the, the, the quick guys. What if they jump in the chair? What are you expecting to find or what are you what are you observing as you look more deeply into this roster on the edge guys outside linebackers? Yeah, Daryl Taylor, obviously the one that jumps out the most at this position. Uchenna Nuosu, who they signed in the offseason to help on the other side of the, the ball there. He just said he wants to have a much bigger role. That's part of why he went with Seattle over San Diego. Sure. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. yeah that know. and the taxes. He did say the taxes in California. Did he say the taxes? He did. He's like, because he wasn't making that much. He's like, the taxes yeah. are horrible. He goes to Washington. There's no, there's no state income tax, right? So they matter. The other thing I like is that they address this position through the draft early. So drafting guys like Tyreek Smith, who they got in the fifth. They got Boye Mafe in the second. Just the, the fact that they're addressing this position through the draft. I, I, I see some upside. I'm, I'm between a three and a two on this one, too, because I, I see potential upside, but I don't see any any path to it necessarily being a one within the next season. So I'm going to go with the two. Not a lot of bite to it. I mean, you're not looking at wolves here. You're not looking at big fangs ready to. No, there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of potential, but there's no guys that you, you know, for sure that you can count on. All right. I feel like, I feel like I'm talking myself into a three. You're going the other direction. The more you look (laughs) at the names, Dr. Teeth, 
Can this pass rush, can these edge guys give us any bite? What do you think? Whoa! That's my best, my best Dr. Teeth right there. Um, and I'm, I, I'm a, I, I was a three before Brandon started talking on this. So, you know, um, it, it, for me, it can pitch to a two, but I just have to be honest about where it is right now. And there's just too many unknowns for me to put this at a two. Um, there's a lot of youth and that's cool. And beyond, you know, some of the obvious starters, we just don't know. We, we don't know what, what, you know, Mafe is going to, going to be at this, at this point. And it's, I hope he's obviously, we all hope he can come in and get what, and have like a, a Taylor type first year, which is last year, not his actual rookie year. Right. So if he can come in and get six, five, seven sacks, kind of have that like Bruce Irvin type first year from a, from a sack uh, perspective, that'd be awesome. It doesn't happen that that often that a a you know a D end could come in and just and just wreck house in the NFL. It, it sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And when you look at like some of Mafe's skills and like okay, super strong, but like they're like oh he's not he's not super bendy. He's not a freak athlete this way or that way. I don't know. It it might play out to the better, but I feel like for us to even get to a two, Mafe has to. He's the kind of the keystone. He has to surprise to the upside. Taylor's interesting, right? Taylor has a path to clearly double digit sacks. He's got a, a nice path there. He's going to need some help though. He's going to need some help. I really love the the underlying uh, Nuosu signing. I, again, we talked about this when we did sign him. We got to watch a lot of Chargers games down the stretch because they were just like, they were like, you know, neck and neck to, to make that last playoff spot. So they end up being swapped into a lot of, uh, a lot of national games. And, Did he stand out to you? Oh yeah, man. Like I, I talked, I talked with Brandon about this. I think and Adam too. When they when they signed Nuoso, like he was jumping off the page. He was just, he was just like everywhere you want to be type player. Like he was around the ball all the time. And if you and if you go like listen to what he says about the the end of his time at at, at San Diego, well, L.A. Uh, was that they, he was kind of like finally being let loose to go do the things he's best at. Right. So now what happens? Does that, does that translate? Do they allow him to go do that? It looks that way. So, you know, as Brandon was talking himself towards a three, I'm talking myself towards a two, but I got to stick with the gut. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. thought, okay. When We're Brandon two, two, goes low, you, know. you go high. That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought was going to happen. We got, we got two Seahawks passing in the night, the night right here, man. But, but with that, I'm going to stick with the three for now. Um, I hope, I hope it's, hope it's super conservative and, and like, I have to eat some crow by like week nine, like, whoa, this is actually a strength that we didn't fully see coming. I'll be so happy about that. Are you guys giving up on Alton Robinson? I still have a little hope for him, but I didn't hear you guys mention him. So yeah, we didn't mention Alton Robinson. We didn't mention Quentin Jefferson. Now he's going to be more inside though. Yeah. Right. Well, he, no, he can like, play. Alton's going to be more of an inside guy too. You don't think Alton's going to be run, rushing from the outside? I don't think in the three four that he's got that 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 kind of edgy skill set. So they might move him move him inside a bit. We shall see. Um, I was let's put it this way: on the hopo meter, I was more hopeful for uh, Alton going into last season than I am this season. I think the four three would suit his him a little bit better, and I, I'm not sure he has that kind of quickness to win on the outside that the three, four is going to, is going to kind of demand, but we shall see Quentin Jefferson. I think is just for me is like, it's like a hockey team signing a KG defenseman. It's like, okay, this guy knows what to do. And not because he's on the defensive side. I mean, like in relation to hockey, it's like, you know what you're getting. He's not going to blow it out of the water. He certainly won't stink. He's going to stand out a couple of games a year and he's going to be good. 
And that's probably an okay signing, especially what they paid for him. And then we go to passing situations. It's going to be more where it's going to be four down linemen anyway, probably just the two linebackers. And then you got your regular nickel defenders out there. A lot in a lot of situations, you'll just have Cody and Jordan, maybe not even Cody. Sometimes all of a sudden you'll have Quentin come to the inside Alton on the outside and you still probably want Taylor or somebody dynamic on the other side, but there's going to be chances on those, on those passing scenarios uh, to get some different looks. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility with this defensive line, but I'm, my biggest agreement with the two of you that I think we're kind of looking at is there's not a dynamic guy to get after the passer. There's a lot of guys that could, and maybe they can get a lot of team sacks, but just one guy that threatens them. Um, not sure that we got it yet. Maybe that's what next draft's going to be about. It doesn't seem like that in the front seven, but maybe we have that guy in the maybe maybe we have him in the back half of the defense and we we hit on that group coming up next. All right, we're back for the second half, getting into the backfield, and we'll start in the middle here with the safeties. Kind of leave this up to how you guys want to do it. Uh, I didn't do, I didn't separate out the nickel because I guess that could come from the safeties or the cornerbacks with this group, and and so um, just kind of how you want to look at that. But with the safeties, I think we start here with Doctor Teeth. Uh, how are our numbers looking so far? We've pretty much been the two, three, and a chance at one with the D line. So. It's kind of looking like we need some work. We need some serious teeth maintenance, at least. No major destruction. But safeties, what do you got, Dr. Teeth? How, how are we feeling about our safeties? Yeah, Dr. Teeth is is very enamored with an enamel. <laughs> there's there's a, good, a good pun right there. Good. Uh, or, or is it? Um, with the safeties, I think, you know, it's not. it's also not about grading on a scale. It's not like, ooh, that's the best position group. So therefore, let's call it a zero. Um, and I'm not even sure it's a zero. It is super. You should play a splashy sound for that, Brandon. We got a zero. <laughs> we finally got a zero. Maybe, no, he maybe. said he wasn't yeah. sure. I'm, t- I'm talking okay. through it. I'm talking through it over here. I'm, t- I'm talking here, right? And, and, and the thing is, um, I'm not sure it's a zero. And, and that's because of depth, which is like everything else. However, when, when you're starting with like, and I'm starting with Ryan Neal, when, when he's the dude who could come in in that, that big nickel or just substitute, that's a solid, in my opinion, a solid type of guy to be like that. Oh, yeah. The guy, the guy behind your two studs, right? So we all know who the two studs are. That's fine. I mean, re-signing Diggs was, we talk about keystones. That was the, the keystone to the offseason. Even though there's so much, you know, things that are tumult this offseason, it's okay in the sense that, yeah, things will be different. And then our safety combination of a, hopefully a healthy Adams and then Diggs re-signing and then Neil. And then the combination we're going to see out there of, whether it's Ugo or, or if we get a healthy Marquise Blair, it's a really, it's a really profound group. Um, yes. It's got different types of mix and match ability and skill sets. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pitch this to a zero. It's not just because it's our best group because it is. It, it's, it's the end because I think it's probably one of the strongest safety groups in the entire league. And yeah. I'll, I'll put my chips down on this because the Seahawks have done that. They have put their chips on the safeties it's an important position in the modern NFL and whether or not we're talking slot, you know, uh, and, and the big nickel and all those things, maybe so, maybe not. But for now, safeties just by themselves, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it that perfect zero. This is a strong, strong group. And I think there's enough, enough depth that I'm not scared to pitch to a one. Nice. Yeah. It's got depth. It's good. I mean, honestly, Brandon, if they don't show up as a zero, I'm blaming Clint. 
not this Clint, but Clint Hurt. And I'm blaming Sean Desai because they should be difference makers, if nothing else, at the safety position with all the options that they have. Howard, well, what would you say, Brandon? Uh, are you in agreement with Dr. Teeth? Are you look? Are you seeing some issues there? Yeah. When I was first looking at the position groups and the grading scale, this one came up to me as, as the one group that would be a zero. And yeah, not just because it's the strongest, but because when you have a top safety tandem in Adams and Diggs, but then also have that depth and see, this is what you can't do at the linebacker spot. I would be very happy with Jordan Brooks being the one linebacker on the field and you're bringing in guys like Ryan Neal, Marquise Blair, Ugo Amadi is even sure he's listed as a free safety. And and we're not even talking about guys like Joey Blunt. I mean, come on. Yeah. Did we even know that guy was on the team? We but, knew uh, <laughs> we know he's on the team, but will he be on the team? We shall see. But like, but to be blunt, good, I mean, good. I'm not. And, and go ahead. The, no, it's okay. the, the one thing I'll say there is that, like, you know, I don't discount any Pete Carroll team from finding other dudes in the in the DB group as a whole. Yeah. Yep, they'll pull some guys as the, as the year goes on, if need be, and they usually perform well. They're, they're they're coached up real quick, so it's it's an exciting group, man. It's uh. They, and then, they have know, a lot of rookie depth, too. I, I'm surprised right. at just how many guys I, I mentioned Blunt, but then Bubba Bolden's on the roster. Scott Nelson, uh, Deontay Josh Williams Jones is OK. Josh yeah. Jones yeah. is all right. But he was, you know what, when he had but to he's play, a vet. I, I was listening off the rookies here. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I remember when Jones came in last year, I was like, all right, this guy could play like it wasn't it wasn't fish out of water. It was like, all right, he kind of fit right in. It was like, all right, this guy could play ball, which is which is super Super impressive. So and, I mean, and they, Ugo's Ugo's slot might be in danger, right? Don't we save like two and a half, two point four mil if we let him go? I I might not be surprised if he gets if he doesn't make it. They're going to have a lot of competition at the spot, so we could see some surprises when it comes time. Because gosh, I I wouldn't even call Marquise Blair's spot safe, considering just how much time he's spent injured. That's been the big, the biggest shame of of like the last couple of years in terms of the D, the DB and safety group is just that every single time he's looked to like start and and, and he, the guy's a missile like the way he plays yeah. it's just oh, like yeah. man like he he's like it's like oh who's that who just shot off of screen and made made a tackle in the backfield or made it you know came down crashing and and, and took took some running back out and it's been Blair and it's just and he's just he's just got that kind of like all go attitude. Oh yeah. And unfortunately, I mean that, that knee injury injury last year was just nasty. was brutal. Um, let's hope, let's, let's hope he can, he can just battle back and just be, I do wonder like at what point guys like that lose that little bit of quickness, um, uh, because of so many sustained injuries, because his game is so much about, we talked about Cody Barton being instinctual, you know, Marquis Blair is so much about like, just being a, a little bit faster than most people to this thing and, and, and shutting stuff down around the line of scrimmage yeah. and not being afraid to bring his hat. And I hope he gets a chance to get, to get a full 17 games under his belt. Cause I think he could be like a fan favorite, not saying a pro bowler, but just that dude that you're like, that's our dog. Like this guy, every single week comes up and smacks somebody. And we, we need that, man. We need that. I really, I really hope that he can get, 15 to 16 healthy games in this year because uh, I want it for him because I know it'll be good for us. Playmaker. You know, the problem is the guy that rides in the missile, he gets blowed up too, right? Yeah. And, uh, but maybe he'll have a Rashad Penny into the season. Just awesome right at the end. And then you're like, okay, so now what do we do with this guy? <laughs> Resign him for millions, obviously. Let's move over to cornerbacks. 
Dr. Brandon, cornerbacks, uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, zero to four. How are we looking in there as you look in deeply to the cornerbacks covering the deep areas on the outside? Yeah, this is a this is a three for me, and yeah, another cavity away from from being a four. There's there's enough guys to be excited about. I'm I'm happy they brought back Sidney Jones. I'm, yeah. I'm high on Trey Brown. Uh, you know, they they drafted the tandem Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, and so there's potential there too. So I I do see a lot of potential, and and probably the greatest uh, group that could could make a jump from three to even one, I think within this, you know, if, if just one of these guys ends up being really, really good, like maybe Kobe, like maybe Kobe by the end of the year is awesome. Maybe Kobe, right? maybe Trey Brown makes the comeback and is the type of guy that we saw and got excited about for a couple games. And then if you're talking about Sidney Jones as the third, or you're talking about Artie that, that has the potential of being a very deep group. And Tariq Woolen, I think, is, has been standing out throughout the throughout the OTAs. So I'm the most excited about this group and how much potential there is. I'm I'm a three, but gosh, I want it to be a one. It's kind of wide. Not sure how deep it is. Maybe it's deep, and there's just, but we don't know how far there's they a could potential go, right? for disaster here. Yeah, there is. So is that what you're seeing in there, Clinton? You measure this out. What do you got? This is really tough to project, right? It it is. You know, this happened with the offensive one as well, where we're like, we we had ones that were like, okay, this is the biggest spectrum group, and this is the spectrum group here. And we didn't mention yet, you know, you said earlier, hey, where do you want to put the slot? You want to put him in situations where it's really a safety? I'm going to put him in here and say, like, you hope, you hope that Justin Coleman coming back can be. 90% because at that, because he was good. He was, he was a very, very good slot corner, um, right. but it's a couple of years on and yeah. you, you just don't know. You, I, I, I didn't follow him all that closely when, when he left Seattle. I was like, oh man, he was really good for us. That was a steal from the Patriots trade. A couple of great years. He jumped in the pot and the whole thing already with the Salvation Army. Fantastic, you know, time as, as a Seahawk. Um, two pick sixes. That's all he needs yeah, to do every year, yeah. right? Just two and, pick yeah, that's sixes. It. That's, that's all we want, right? And can can he be, you know, somewhat as good as that? Uh, and may, maybe he can. I, I don't. I don't know. But when we're talking about wild cards, like, you know, at this point, um, wanderers like Artie Burns, and we're hoping that Trey Brown could come back from what is. Remember, that's a nasty injury. That's yeah. the that's the Jimmy Graham injury. That's that's some other dudes who just. And of course, I wish nothing nothing but the the best recovery for Trey Brown and medicine's getting better and better and better and recoveries are getting shorter and shorter because they're getting so specific with how, how to bring you back from certain things uh, faster than ever, which is just great because medicine keeps progressing like that. And the athletes take care of their bodies in different ways. With all that, it's still a type of injury that could take a, take a, a knock away from your quickness, you know, and, and, and and he's, you know, Trey Brown's like a, the the undersized, not prototypical Seattle corner who relies on instinct again and then relies on being super sticky. All right, well, can he do that coming off the, the patella? I think I'm saying it correctly. The patella injury. I hope so. Um, the future's very bright here, right? Or at least it's it's seemingly fun to think about the brightness. We'll see. We'll see if it's a real if it's dim or not. But I really loved specifically in the draft that they took like almost the like exact opposite dudes of cornerbacks. It's like, okay, they could probably, probably start Cody Bryant tomorrow and be like, okay, 
you know, whatever, like C-level NFL corner with with significant upside to a solid B. And then they took the freak with, with, with Tariq, right? Uh, probably would go out and most likely get waxed if he was playing right now, right now. And could be the A-plus type of guy because of his physical, you know, athleticism. So I really like how they kind of covered the bases there. So long-winded way of saying, for me, this is also a three. Um, and I agree that the spectrum is so wide here. I will put the chips on Coach Carroll. I, I mean, this is his group. Like, if I got to put chips somewhere and be like, he will get the most out of this group. I think this easily pitches to a two by midseason. And we're like, you know what? It's a pretty damn good group. And then, Brandon, we may, be, we may even be talking by the time we get to like week 10, week 11, where it's like, wow, this is a standout group. Um, I hope that's the case. And I, I, could, I could see it being the case, uh, whereas other ones, it's more of a stretch. That'd be cool. That's tough to do if the if the pass rush can't get there. But if they can, I mean, that's I, true. Sidney Jones is really solid. I like how he tough he is on his tackles. But I'd love to see him get beaten out because if Sidney Jones starts getting beaten out, then that means we might have some guys. Yeah. But uh, well, let's move to a position real quickly that obviously the team values. I mean, we're paying these two guys more than our two quarterbacks on the roster, more than any of our linebackers. Yeah. You know, I mean, on inside linebackers, we're paying them more than our cornerbacks that would potentially start. Kicker, right? You combine our kickers, uh, where the big bucks needs to go. How do you guys, uh, what do you guys see when you look at kickers uh, real quickly? Start with Dr. T. Why we got to be quick about our kickers? Why don't we, why don't we, why don't we have a long, long, Because I know debate. everybody tuned in the <laughs> podcast, so they want to hear, okay, I want to hear about the kicker I'm position. I'm tired of kickers getting, get, getting the short end. I play a lot of fantasy and fantasy is like, you should do it. You should do a league without kickers. Like why? Do yes. They, do, that's do they the not- league to do. Do they not play football now? Is it like, you know, and then, oh, if you do a kicker thing, if they kick, it's got to be four, five, six points. Like, wait, isn't a field goal worth three? You know, call me, call me a traditionalist. What can I say? Um, I like my kickers. Now I have a challenge with, with Myers, with the money he's getting. However, yes. this is, this is not about the way they're using salary cap. That's not coming into, into the, it shouldn't, in my opinion, make the change of the grade here. Cause the money's Fair. spent. It is, yep. it is what it is. That's right. Yep. Punter. We have a top three guy who's just fun and amazing and culture matters also, but he's just, he's a damn good punter. He's, he's so, he's so good. So that's immediately pitching me towards, towards the, the zero. Uh, Myers is a middle of the road kicker who, who's shown that he could be way better than that. I'm giving this, to, this group a one. This is a okay. good group. Um, I, that would entertain a bounce back season from Myers to be, you know, top eight-ish again, top it's the nine-ish even season, again. right? The even it's season. The even yeah, season. this is we're coming up on. You don't want to get rid of Jason Myers after last season because Correct. now we're going to get his good season. Correct. And we have a pro bowl, uh, you know, pro bowler slash all pro style punter. And it matters. Like the, 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 the things he does with, with his kicks, they're impressive, man. He's good. So that's my, my choice. I'm going over the nice one here, man. This is a good, they're actually pretty good, man. They're pretty good. I like you got you to gotta put Tyler Ott in here too, and then it is a solid one. Nice and Excellent. if it wasn't for Ott, we'd be way down there. It, it, I, it would be borderline on a two based on the strength of Myers, but yes, with uh, with the punter and these guys are going to be getting a lot of work this year, so we got to we got to pump them up and uh, and be talking them up as a one. Yeah, that's a fun. It's a good. good po- it's a good point because you know, yes, hopefully we're not punting too much more, but we may be. And you can see an offense where we have to, you know, where we, we have to settle, right? We have to like make longer field goals 
and just to hang in games. Okay, that's it. We need we need Myers to be a one. If he if he's not, we end up losing some games where we're shaking our head, going like, I can't believe I can't believe we paid that much money for that guy. That'll be frustrating. You don't want you don't want to see Pete get the Blair Walsh shakes. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Maybe this team will be good in short yardage this year. Uh, that'd be kind of cool, right? Between the uh, the running game and you know, Gino's Arca at some of those, maybe. You said All you right. said you said Drew Locke's name really funny there. Well, maybe we'll bring in Gino when it's third and short or something, maybe. right? Maybe, maybe. So, I, I don't know. No, probably not. That'd be really weird. Doesn't matter. It, it doesn't it's matter because the, the quarterback that we're going to play with isn't even on our team yet. So. That's could probably that could also be true. Okay, so what if it's what if show? What if you gave me your overall grade? How's our smile look on defense? How's our growl? How's our bite? Uh, overall, the flossing, the 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 maintenance, the care. Uh, what would you give it on a score of zero to four overall on the defense, Doctor Brandon? I feel pretty good about going straight down the middle with a two, because okay. it's there's there's definite room for improvement there is a potential for disaster Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. that's making me grip my teeth yeah i and i'm almost talking myself into going down to three but I'm, I'm feeling the two i'm gonna go with what my gut was telling me straight off with the two yeah okay so you look at 32 team 32 miles here and you're we're about 17 hopefully maybe ish even I just, I guess the- I can see like a Pro Bowl caliber player. Well, you got two on the back. You got yeah. one in the middle with Jordan Brooks. And then I think yep. you have the potential with Daryl Taylor. And mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd feel like if you have that kind of depth through and, and then with corner, I just I have the expectation that they're going to find a pair that's going to work. I mean, gosh, we didn't even mention John Reed. And that guy was out there playing yeah. starting snaps good, last year and point. coming back with the team. So. I think there is that potential to find guys that can just get the job done at corner. It's whether or not the the offense, though, can can pull enough weight to where this defense isn't out on the field as much as they have been the last couple of years. Well, I'll take a two, Doc, and we'll get to brushing it up, and uh, that's okay. How about Dr. Teeth? What do you see here? Yeah, man, I met a girl with the tattoo, too, because I'm going to stick right there with, with, Brandon's, with Brandon's take, man. It's a... Uh, it's a solid two, and it's um, and, and, and I kept describing, and I will continue to describe this defense as sneaky good, but that means they're not obviously good, and and they're, and they're not great. Obviously, good is I feel is like that that's your one, great, cool, cool. We know what that's a zero. So if we're feeling sneaky good, which I think means there's upside, there's lots of potential energy sitting there, and we need to transform that into kinetic. Sure, let's go do that. But that is a, it's a sneaky good defense. I'm very, very content with it as a two right now. Will not be surprised if we have a, a stronger showing than, uh, you know, it's like we'll come back in six months to get that checkup. Like, what are your flaws? Yeah. What you do? What you do in your work? How's how's the gums? How are they looking? Yeah. I will not be surprised if we're sitting there like, oh, I don't know, uh, week fourteen. It's like, okay, this is a clear top ten, top eight defense in in the National Football League will not shock me at all. I love that. I love it after like 2011, we're thinking, Hey, this defense is going to come back and look really, really nice. But, but by where they were by the end of that year, that would be cool. I mean, I, I think we'd all take that, but uh, yes, thanks. Thanks gentlemen. Anything else to add, uh, pump up your shows or anything else coming? Anything we need to know about Brandon? 
I'm trying to come up with a good flossing analogy for the defense, but really, you know, when you think about you want your can defense you kind of can you do that? Can your girl did your girls teach you how to do the floss? I, I am aware of what it is, and uh, <laughs> that's as far as we need to go. Okay, but um, <laughs> there's I kind of want my defense gnarly, so maybe yeah. we don't want we don't want any flossing yeah. on the defensive side, nasty looking teeth. That's what we want. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We want we want the electric mayhem of teeth. That's what we want, man. So now who, that, who would the snaggle tooth on the uh, on the defense be? I mean, there's, I mean, who's got that, who's got that, who's, who's got that nastiness to him, right? Um, I mean, Al, Big Al, is he nasty? He's, real, he's got know, a little he, nasty. I saw him body slam Jared Goff pretty good in person, and that was pretty nasty. He's got a little nasty to him, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure he's got <laughs> that kind of like, you know, that kind of, that kind of fiber in him. I, I don't know. No, um, we don't have that guy then. We don't yeah, have not, him. I'm not sure that's we do. A, we need Cody Martin to be that guy. Know. We should know. Yeah, I don't know about that. We should know who that is. There's definitely no Cam on the team right now. No. Nope. I think we're. Wow. I think we, Way I to think end this on him. a downer. Thanks, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Way to bring that up, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Let's all miss Cam and cry now. Way to be, dude. And and you know, Phil did. Mr. Phil, you did ask about you know things to things to chat and ask for. So hey, listen, I'll just flatly say it. Like the the content that's out there, right? Like go subscribe. So Brandon. I mean, you, you do this better than I do, but there's plenty of places you, you put always putting out content. What can people do to, you know, to make sure that they're not missing any of it, man? Yeah. Check out seahawkerspodcast.com for the show over there. Subscribe at field goals. You can go to youtube.com slash Seahawkers podcast to get shows and videos through there. I know we're going to be doing more video through there coming up this year. And then if you want to help support everything we do, get in the flock.com. Awesome. That's the smartest way to do it. You just click on a little plus sign or whatever your device has, and then it just shows up. You wake up in the morning. Oh, Brandon's got another podcast out. I need yeah. to check that out. It's That's actually kind of the best, man. So like, I, I know I subscribe personally to like, you know, locked on. I, I subscribe to the Seahawks nest podcast. I of course feel goal stream. Uh, Def, obviously, uh, this, you know, um, the Seahawks podcast. I mentioned Seahawks podcast yet, <laughs> but either way, like, like, it's just the best thing ever when, like, let's say I listen to podcasts every single night before I go to bed. Like, I go to bed with one earbud in and I listen to podcasts. And some of them are history, some of them are science or physics yeah. or just all all sorts of stuff and, and plenty of sports stuff, too. It is, like, the best thing in the world when, like, I say goodnight to the kids and, like, I'm winding myself down. I'm brushing my teeth and I go grab my phone and I, like, pull up my Google podcast. I'm like, oh, man, there are new things here. It's like, it's the best. Like, it's like, I love it so much, man. So it's so to your point, Mr. Phil, it's easy. Hit the button and then it just shows up for you. It's, it's kind of magical. Like Uber, you just hit a button and there's a ride. All right. Before we go somewhere else, what if, gentlemen, <laughs> what if we say go Hawks? Go Hawks. Go, go Hawks. Hawks.